Hi, you guys. Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs, and this is Lost Arts Radio Live. It's really nice to be with you again in the middle of this sci-fi movie that everybody thinks is real reality, I guess, and uh, just figuring out what's going on and how to get through it the best we can, uh, considering all the different things that are in motion. And we're really fortunate today to have a friend with us who was willing to show up in very short notice, Dave Hodges, from the Common Sense Show, which is really worth listening to any time you get a chance to do that. And uh, we're going to have some interesting analysis and uh, investigation of what's going on and try to make some sense out of it in the 10 seconds that we have here. That's an hour, but it's going to go by real fast. So welcome, Dave, and thanks for being here. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, the... We're sitting here in the U.S. Both of us happen to be in Arizona. And people might think, since we're talking to people all over the world right now, that we're a little bit U.S.-centered. And that's true because we are experiencing things most directly here. But uh, thanks to electronic communications, we have input from other places as well. And what happens right now in the U.S. has a direct impact on every other country on the planet. So really understanding it gives you insight no matter where it is that you're, you happen to be sitting right now physically. And it looks to me like within the U.S. we've got the confluence of several kind of crises or at least intense uh, things going on right at the moment. We've got super obvious election fraud on a massive scale. And for whatever reason, whether you think that President Trump is good or bad or any variation of that, it's very clear that the power structure that's in charge far above the level of president is extremely anxious to have him without reading off their teleprompters about it. At the same time, we've got what we're supposed to relate to as a pandemic, in quotes, with almost nobody being affected. And, it, and it's so hard to find people that are victims that you have to cancel the flu for the coming year and probably beyond if you're the CDC and other things so that you'll have plenty of victims. But that could change toward, you know, a more severe reality if the powers in charge decide to release a more dangerous uh, bioweapon that really does more, and they have those. So those are going on, and then we've got this looming uh, complete change for the world called the Great Reset that was supposed to be a conspiracy theory and the people that were talking about it years ago were all demonized and made fun of for being so silly, you know, and now it's mainstream news. So putting all these pieces and others together um, gives us a strategic awareness of what actually is going on and maybe from there what we can expect and uh, preventive measures that we can take to get through it as well as possible. So before we say too much more, I want to see... What you're following, Dave, because I know you spend a lot of time with people giving you information from all over the place, and it's probably different things than what I've heard, so I'm really interested in how you see everything coming together right at the moment. Well, let me jump to the bottom line, and then we can backtrack to today. Sure. I think, I think people need to work with the end in mind, and what's really clear is we're entering the age of transhumanism, and transhumanism is the goal where there's very few humans left, and the elite have uh, achieved singularity where they have melded with man and machine and they can have virtual immortality if they can conquer the, the brain because uh, the brain will eventually do you in. But they have the ability to live into their hundreds now and they've shown that quite clearly. Now, everything that we're doing is geared towards eventual depopulation and as I said, ushering in this new era and I believe this is pre-tribulation. Some people think we're in the tribulation, and I think an argument can be made to that, but certainly we're in pre-tribulation with what's going on. In fact, the Bible says that uh, if Jesus did not return when he did, none of us would be left alive. And so I think we need to understand the gravity of the position. And, and, I, and I want to say this by a matter of analogy. There was a real popular movie in the 1960s, and a lot of younger people have seen this. It's called Shenandoah with Jimmy Stewart. And it was the beginning of the Civil War, and Jimmy Stewart's family lived on a large farm. He said, we're staying out of this North-South conflict. And that North-South conflict killed members of his family, tore his family apart, wrecked his economic status. And I think there is great utility in that movie for today, because those of you that think that you can hide under the table, sit on the fence, 
Someone else is going to do your job for you and standing up for you and your rights and your life. You're sadly mistaken. This attack upon America and absolutely upon the world as well is going to come to everyone's house. It will affect every pocketbook, every home, every child. Everything you do will fall under extreme control if we let the Biden administration take hold of this government. Yeah, I think they've made that not a secret. It's right, right out in the open. You know, he's promising immediate, uh, good, possibly permanent mask mandates and control from the federal level over all parts of the country in as many ways as possible. So, per- permanent mask mandates. And why are we taking a vaccine? Uh, because that's what's supposed to follow after the masks. Except yeah, for that's, that's except- my point, though. I mean, here we've been wearing to wear masks, and now we're all going back into lockdown. So obviously the masks don't work. Right. And now, it's a, and now they're saying you got to have masks after the vaccine. So yeah. one of the two isn't working or both. Well, I think we're supposed to understand the deeper aspect here that it's not about whether it works. It's whether it's considered patriotic. And it may not have to work, but you can sure see that you're an obedient servant of the government if you're wearing it. And you can turn in other people for money if you're lucky. Yeah, that's that's a very, very good point. Well, I, I, I've, uh, I'm going to break something on your show tonight, but I'm going to hold it for a few minutes because I want to set the stage. I've looked at how this uh, progressive wing of the Democratic Party, because Biden has basically no policies. He didn't campaign. Uh, it's the progressive wing of the Democratic Party led by Ocasio-Cortez and friends, the squad, that you really got to watch. You know, Elizabeth Warren... They're telling you what's coming. And so I thought about how are they going to implement all this and get total control, get our guns, get our subservience, begin the process of depopulation, you know, delegitimize and deplatform the government as well as the Constitution. Where are they going to start? And after several weeks of study, and I do mean about about uh, the day after the election, I started looking at this. I'm convinced it's going to be manufactured food shortage in which the government makes food the collective they control. If you want food, come across the barbed wire, give us your gun, and maybe we'll let you leave, maybe we won't. Mm-hmm. And and that will lead to, like I said, the gun confiscation. It'll also lead to the fact that if we're still under these lockdowns, no one's going to be able to afford to pay their mortgage, their rent. So who's going to hold that note? Are they going to kick you out? Probably not. But will the Federal Reserve that already owns 33% of all mortgages, are they going to seize possession technically of your property? And I believe that's what's coming next. So now they take away your property. Now they've taken away your your ability to survive. They've taken away your ability to make a living and maintain a roof over your head. Now they've got you where they want you and they can begin to implement policies by using food as a weapon. Yeah, that makes sense, and it it fits right into what they're calling the Great Reset. And what they're saying is, you know, because this horrible virus that destroys economies and everything is um, wiping out everybody's means of survival and making an income and destroying businesses, it's such a powerful virus, it'll just shut your doors and wipe out all your employees and everything like that. Nothing to do with lockdowns, it's the virus. And, And once that happens, since you have no way of getting any money, that, and you're obviously not very happy, the UN is dedicated to making you happy and removing all stress. So what they're going to propose is to take um, all of your bills and your mortgages and your debts and everything and eliminate those completely forever. And all you have to do is agree never to own any private property and always to do exactly what they say in your life. And then you're guaranteed to be happy because I saw the guy in the commercial and he said so. That's well put. I saw the guy in the commercial. What about those that are self-sufficient? Let me paint a picture for you. They have no debt. Their house is paid off. Their property tax is minimal. They're still enjoying some income. They have a lot of savings. They're diversified, Bitcoin, silver, gold. Uh, What are they going to do with those people that they can't control through the manipulation of debt? Well, you know, when if you understand the utopia that communism offers everybody, they always have pretty much the same answer to that. And those people are the difficult ones that are getting in the way of 
perfect uh, stress-free life for everybody else. So they have to be relocated and eliminated. And what they've said about that in the Great Reset, what I've heard, is that those people are going to be given special free accommodations in remote camps, and there they will be dealt with in a way that you won't hear about. And no more problem at that point. Um, do, do you want me to break a story that I have documentation for? Steve Quayle does, Paul Preston. But it's something that people will have a hard time believing because it's so dramatic. Well, it's getting so anything true, people have a hard time believing at this point. So, yeah, I think it would fit right in. I've had documents since right before the election. And so have many of my colleagues. And we've kept it under wraps. They basically have chosen me to come out with it, which I've begun to in piecemeal fashion because I was wanted to be careful not to overwhelm people. For example, the food is a weapon aspect I put onto my website today as a standalone article and just kind of get me used to the idea of what's coming. But I'm going to jump kind of into the middle of the picture here. I, I have a source who's former RSOF. He's kind of a cranky old guy, but I love him. And we've been friends now for 17 years. And he had me talk to two people he knew from the Pentagon back in May. And both of them said, Dave, ain't nothing you're going to do. This is going to be between generals. And I understood what he meant. And I still think this is a possibility. And this is what Trump is working towards. But as I worked my way down this reasoning, some of us on our side of the alternative media fence came across documents signed by NATO contingency figures in Canada and NATO forces here in America, American forces, but disloyal to America itself, more than likely an Obama-related group, but, but I don't know that yet because we haven't had time to research that part of it. But they've reached an agreement. You probably have heard of the isolation camps up in Canada for COVID, correct? Yeah, they just had a request for proposals about those, and they may be starting construction, but that's the official part, and they may already be finished at this point. Many of them are already built. Yeah. And you know about the communist Chinese that are in Western Canada, courtesy of Trudeau. Yeah, and I heard that there were some of those people in Mexico as well. There are. They've been in Mexico a lot longer than Canada. The Canadian thing in British Columbia is new. Well, here's what we have among many, many, many things. We're going to time release this over probably the next week, because I think the release of it's too overwhelming. There is an agreement between these NATO contingency forces that intersect with the national militaries of each country outside the control of President Trump, I want to add. This is why Esper was fired, because he was covering this up. Milley, I believe, is part of it. But they're going to take people like you and me, and military officers like the two I talked to in the Pentagon in May who smuggled in weapons because they're afraid they're going to be arrested. Their families will be sequestered and held as ransom. They'll be put into re-education camps in Canada. And by the way, folks, if you don't think they exist, I've already played on the CommonSenseShow.com two representatives of the Canadian Parliament who question these camps. Who's going to be interned? for how long and for what, and both of their mics were cut off. I saw I have that run, too. Yeah, you saw that too. Okay, so they're going to take people like myself and these military officers who are now defending themselves inside the walls of the Pentagon, and they're gonna be held for ransom. And here's the ransom. If they think they can flip you, they don't wanna fight the revolution, it's too messy. There's 500 million handguns in America, and conservatives outnumber liberals with handguns by about a five to one margin. So they don't want to go down that road unless they have to. So what they want to do is subjugate us the easy way, put us to sleep, do a QAnon, oh, we're taking care of it, 100,000 guys tomorrow, a million the next day, all going to Gitmo, and so everyone can relax. They want to take people like myself, put them in the camps, and if I capitulate and they think I'm going to be worth anything to them, I'll get to live a while longer, maybe even come home, my family won't be killed, and the same with military officers. They're going to toe the line to keep Trump from raising an insurrection, as in the Insurrection Act. So we, if, I, if I'm right on this, we do not have very long before these events kick in. And I want to say something, too, to
to add a little mysterious fuel to the fire. Right before uh, you and Doug called me, uh, Paul Martin from Northern Colorado called me, longtime friend and colleague, uh, great researcher. He has a high-level governmental source that's proved his worth in front of me five, six years running. He said, yep, I talked to my guy. He said, the poop's hitting the fan. Dave, you're exactly right, and you may be understating what you're saying. And so I'm doing a, a delayed interview tonight on radio to be released. Probably will podcast it tomorrow, but it'll be released probably on Monday or Tuesday. Um, this is coming for sure, folks. And they want us to calm you down. They want the military to stand down. But at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be successful. I really don't. I, have you ever seen, after a presidential election, 275,000 people marching in cold weather and being abused by terrorists and saying the election's a fraud? Have you ever, ever seen anything like that? No, and that was organized on, on about one week notice as well. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, the, here, here's the deal. If Trump had won the election on paper, there would already be massive terrorism in this country. Massive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what ends up happening now is the right is slower to react because we are people who are rule of law, not rules for radicals. And so we're a little slow to burn. But everybody has their pressure point. When you lose everything, people lose it. When you lose your home, your ability to make a living, when you know your election's been stolen, your rights are being taken illegally by a bunch of communists, and you know you see the media's complicity in it. Media elect Biden. He hasn't been elected to anything yet. He hasn't been certified. He's media elect, not president elect. And the people are seeing this. And the people are upset. And I don't think this is going away. I think this is going to get bigger and bigger and come to a crescendo. And I have a prediction where it's going to start, guys. I think it's going to start with the farmers. When I look at Ocasio-Cortez and her carbon neutral farm uh, program plans and re-implementing the full force of the EPA to be more abusive than it was before Donald Trump was elected, it's going to be the farmers that are going to say, okay, you want to come take my property because I can't make a living now? Oh, I got a 12 gauge next to the bed. And oh, by the way, my wife and kids are armed too, and we'll all come together as a community. That's where I think the civil war from the right will start, will be with the farmers. Interesting. So you're saying that this plan that you were just referring to, it starts with um, a ransom situation? Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, the kidnapping part is the NATO can right now, and I should back up and tell you this. Uh, we have data, and, and here's the problem I'm facing, guys, and I understand the skepticism if there is any. We're not allowed to give the names of operatives. We have them. We're not allowed to give the names of project names, like, you know, Project Bluebeam, for example. We couldn't say that if that was part of this of this deal, which it is not, um, because lives would be lost. And, and the people that were chosen, I know why they were chosen to get this information, because I've never burned a source. I know my friend Steve Quayle has never burned a source, and neither has a person like Paul Preston, Paul Martin. None of them have ever burned a source. And, and there's an enormous trust being placed in us to time release this, to get the American people ready for what's coming. And we're the counterforce right now. What we're doing tonight on this show is a counter-revolutionary movement. Our government has been overthrown in a coup d'etat with an illegal election. And we are counter-revolutionaries to that overthrow. So this is why we were chosen to disseminate this information because the mainstream media is making it sure that you believe this election's over, it's all certified, go back to sleep, there's your new president, shut up and sit down, Trump supporters. And that's the role of the media right now. I mean, Tucker Carlson, he's part of the scam. And I'm a little shocked at it, but he is. He called out Sidney Powell for not returning his call with information on their court case. Who in their right mind would ever give a court case out to a media member before it gets into court? Nobody would do that on the offense or the defense. Right. And yet he sits there in his pompous way. How dare she not? We have to ask why. Gee, she must not have anything. And then Rudy Giuliani, I thought was good at his conference. 
He named a few sources. He said, we have affidavits from. The others are afraid to speak because the families are being doxxed. The kids at high school are being doxxed. And, and he said, but we'll have it all out in court. Well, what he was doing was a status report. He wasn't holding trial with the media, and they said he didn't present the evidence. He wasn't supposed to. That's not where you do it. Uh, so we've been chosen, our group, to be the counter-revolution to the mainstream media psyop that the election's over, shut up, move on, nothing to see. We're saying it ain't over. And there's things that are coming that, okay, I'll give you a couple examples. If, if people are doubting the veracity of what I'm saying, that Trump is going to rise up with invoking the Insurrection Act, ask yourself why special forces has all been combined. That's never been done in American military history, ever. And right now, we're not facing any uh, imminent action from foreign troops that we know of. So why would you do that? Because they're going to be employed domestically with one command source. So you can't have uh, pigs in the blanket like McCabe or Christopher Ray or those communist traitors that occupy so much of the Justice Department. And that's one. The other thing is the president is committing an act right now that's unprecedented in American military history. He is removing combat troops from combat theaters that are active in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Somalia. Three at the same time. That has never been done before. There's never been more than one done before at one time. And he's getting ready for domestic insurrection. I mean, I can't see it any other way. So then we come in on this to keep the people alive because if you are going to mount a counter-revolution, you must have the people on your side. And, and right now the media is doing everything they can do to take the people away from the side of the people. So what we've got going on, guys, is we're, we're playing the PSYOP game against the PSYOP mainstream media. Trump is organizing his military forces as we speak, should the courts go corrupt like I believe they are. And right now, when you take poll watchers and you don't let them watch the election, okay, that is a coup d'etat without election uh, in, in the government. And when you let servers go to Frankfurt and to Barcelona in violation of our laws and our executive orders from Trump, that foreign entities cannot be involved in our voting, either counting or administrating. Okay, right there. And then you got Venezuela involved. So you got three foreign entities breaking the law. That right there, any one of those is uh, subject to action by the president under the Insurrection Act because an illegal election amounts to a coup d'etat. And I'll give you the final thing, and then I'll take a breath and let you guys ask me questions. But Obama was on Jimmy Kimmel this week. Now, Obama is not stupid. He's highly intelligent. People don't like me saying that, but he is. He didn't get to where he is because he's stupid. He's highly intelligent. He's one of the most articulate presidents we've ever had. It's just that he plays for the wrong side. He said on Jimmy Kimmel, and this is not hyperbole, ha, 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 let's laugh. He's the president saying this about another president. He says, Trump leaves or will send in the Navy SEALs to take him out. Yeah, I heard that, that that's a crime. That's a violation of the Presidential Protection Act of 1963. Ten thousand dollar fine minimum, ten years in prison for the threat. He knew he knew darn good and well what he was saying, and I don't think it was I'm being funny on Jimmy's show. I think it was a message to everybody: we're on go, we're executing our plans, and it was a threat to Trump to to concede or else. Right. Well, one of the questions I've got, and I don't want to mention the last name of this person because we may disappear if we do but my our friend mike is saying that this warp speed project is to do what you're talking about basically implement the insurrection act it has nothing to do with max mass vaccination um that it, that's just kind of a cover for it do you think that's accurate or not well i've seen mike adams say that i'm not trying to poke a hole in your secrecy there but i've seen him say it on his website yeah. So that part's public information, and I'm not going to probe as to who your source is. It's not in my business. But uh, Mike has arrived at that conclusion. I'm kind of 50-50. I don't have any proof. But from a common sense, logical perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you, you know, what we're talking about is the beginning of a civil war. And, and it's so difficult because what you've got is about 80% of the land mass of the United States is under the control of conservatives. 
And the major urban centers are all under the control of the Democrats. And there's your battle. What's going to happen, though, and I, are you interested in projecting out a civil war a little bit? About what's likely to happen, you mean, strategy-wise? Yes. Sure, sure, it'd be interesting. Uh, this is not a blue-gray, you know, you got the, uh, uh, the line separating the north and the south, and you get the border states like Virginia that went with the south. It's nothing like that. It's urban versus rural. It's extreme suburban versus uh, urban. And uh, the urban, uh, they have no resources. They'll have no tax base. This uh, pandemic has destroyed them. If these mayors understood what's really happened to their cities economically, they would never be going along with the lockdowns because they will be the ones running for their lives when the mobs turn on them. And, and what will end up happening, let's say it's a 50-50 split with the military, just for the sake of argument. The uh, conservative military will surround these cities and they'll have to do nothing. And it's actually been practiced under, under what we call continuity of government exercises. This actually is as old as President Eisenhower, where he actually conducted exercises like this. A city goes into rebellion, you just cordon them off and let them run out of supplies and hope they run out of steam. And then they turn on each other. It'll be a, blood, a bloodbath. You're going to have liberals and terrorists killing each other in big numbers. Um, now, there is another aspect to this, though. It's not as simple as that's how the conservatives are going to win. If you look at the blue, who are the blue states? Well, you've got Washington. Remember, Washington's bordering Canada with all those communist Chinese troops. Oregon, California, Nevada. Now, my state, Arizona, is turning into a blue state. We don't want to admit it, but we got two blue senators. And, and, and I think we're a step away from the governor in two years. But we're basically a blue state or dark purple. And so you've got a heck of a foothold there. A heck of a foothold for the communist Chinese to come in through the West Coast. And that's an invasion force. And then you have the link up of the communist Chinese forces and the cartels that they've mechanized. I don't know if you guys are aware of that or not. I've covered that with uh, Samuel Arnold who uh, lives in Mexico, has access to some pretty high-level information, and they've got the cartels on the border. They're mechanized. It's in the, it's in the uh, Mexican media. They show off. They're not hiding the fact that they've got tanks and half-tracks and uh, MRAPs. Then uh, they publish these pictures in Mexico media, and we don't touch it here in the mainstream media because we'd be shocked to heck. But the communist Chinese are in control of that. These groups are the CJNGs and the Sinaloas. Now, some of the other groups are involved, too, uh, the Tijuana Cartel, the Gulf Coast Cartel, and so forth. But they play more of a minor role. But they'll be coming across in mass. And these people uh, that are the mechanized terrorists, because ISIS and Hezbollah and Hamas are mixed in with these uh, 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 cartel groups, they'll be targeting smaller towns and cities. There's your answer to the rural dominance and targeting police departments and killing them. And this was intelligence information I actually got from a high-ranking Texas Ranger back in 2015 in Jade Helm 1. This is the thing that scared him the most. And, and so we see now evidence of his concerns at that time. So you're going to have basically a quarter of the nation, the southwest, the upper northwest, stretching into Colorado and Nevada. You're going to see a huge foothold of communist Chinese forces. And that's just the opening menu. Because then the UN has its purview. We know that there are RSOF, uh, not RSOF, excuse me, um, uh, NATO forces on our soil. We know that they're in combination with some of the, the Canadians that are in bed with the Chinese now. And so there's another contingency we're going to have to deal with. And then we have the embedded estimated 1.5 million terrorists from MS-13, Damas, Hezbollah, ISIS. Even Comey said on July 4th of 2016, he said, we have ISIS terrorist cells in all 50 states. That may be the only honest thing the man's ever said, but he's correct. So we have a country that's going to be inundated with hostile forces from everything ranging from domestic terrorism to outright military action. Well, what we won't see is an EMP, and people who talk about this don't know what they're talking about. The last three defense ministers of China have all said, 
We want to take every American down. We want genocide for every American. We want their resources. We want to move 300 million colonists into the United States. Well, if they use an EMP, they're going to have uh, an irreparable uh, structure to take over. So they may take the grid down in select areas, but it's a grid that can be brought back up. I don't see, think we're going to see nuclear weapons initially. Now, you may see a nuclear detonation, say, in Denver or Washington, D.C. You may see that. But you're not going to see a widespread nuclear attack initially uh, unless we go right to Third World War and our submarine forces launch on the capitals of these communist countries that move against us, which they're under orders to do. Uh, or you see us launch domestically against Russian and Chinese targets, probably Iran and, and Pakistan as well. So, I mean, have I described enough of a mess with enough of different pathways that this could go? How much of this do you think Trump's aware of? All of it and more. So what's his response or what, what's the response of the group that he's working with? He, well, listen, I'll tell you personally, Trump only has one choice. It, 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 they're not going to let him leave office and be in command of 80 million people that are going to stand against what's coming. That's not going to happen. So what we're going to see really clearly, guys, is Trump's going to be taken out. Well, if you got no other option and you know you and your family are dead, your business is gone, what would you do? You would invoke the Insurrection Act. Right. And that's what Trump is doing. Yeah, I'm kind of... Trump is going to... He's going to go for broke. He's hoping the courts will overturn this, and he knows he still has a fight. Trump still has a fight even if he wins. Oops. Excuse me, guys. Uh, my ears are getting skinny. <laughs> Weight loss isn't everything is cracked up to be. Anyway, um, so when we look at this situation, there's no way we're getting out of this without a fight. And I pray to the Lord, and I prayed to him many times, Lord, please, let justice be done, and please don't let the onslaught coming that it looks like it's happening. And he certainly has the power to do it, but I'm speaking from a nation that's murdered 70 million babies. I don't know the mind of God. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like this with the mind of God. But if I were sitting in God's throne, I would not honor a nation that killed 70 million babies. Remember what he says about a millstone around the neck? Well, I yeah, think I think the only, the only chance for the country as far as consciousness goes is the prodigal idea. You know, say, you know, yeah. in other words, change. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right with this. And I just, I don't see any way that it's going to turn out any different. Um, and the left is committed to violence. I mean, do you remember when COVID happened? You want to talk about COVID being a, a, a PSYOP uh, and a false flag, and it's exactly what it is. Right. Uh, COVID comes, and do you remember we had to let out all the prisoners because they could die from COVID. It's inhumane. Oh, yeah. We're letting out the nonviolent offenders, and we found out that wasn't true. Well, who do you think George Soros is hiring to be in BLM and Antifa and carry out this violence? These criminals who've never made $180 a day, but that's what a lot of them are paid. So these people aren't going anywhere. They needed a new career opportunity, I know. But one thing people have been asking is, is if Trump is on the good side of all this, and to me, his motivation seems clearly good and has been from the beginning. Um, but he's made, you know, some actions that indicate to me if the intent is good, then there's some areas of blind spots. And one of them has been hiring his enemies all over the place, which I think has been an honest mistake. And the other is putting somebody like Fauci up to direct the country when, you know, there's problems with his um, background and his character and what he's up to. So why, why is that kind of stuff still being supported, given that Trump understands all that you said? Well, the deep state is so big and so deep that Trump's exposure of this has shocked me. When Trump came into office, I thought, well, you arrest Hillary and we get a few other the crooks and we can start to clean things up in this country and get back to normal. And it wasn't that simple. And Trump is infiltrated. He's spied on. He's had confidential meetings leaked to the New York Times and the Washington wow. Post. Um, he's never had a chance, but he's also made some mistakes. He's let his love for daddy's little girl get in the way because uh, Jared Kushner 
and I've documented this in a previous article, is a business partner of George Soros. In fact, he owes him $5 billion. And you asked me about Fauci. Well, who appointed the uh, uh, the COVID-19 security team? It was Jared Kushner. And it should have been it should have been Mike Pence. And had we had Mike Pence there, we wouldn't have this mess going on right now. Um, Trump was afraid to fire Fauci because Fauci endears himself to some people and all the polls say he's wonderful. I don't think people think he's wonderful, but the polls say it. And I think it kept Trump from doing the right thing. He should have fired Fauci when he reversed his opinion on face masks. No, they don't do any good. Only the professionals should do it. He said that in late March. Right. Uh, when he reversed his opinion and started to criticize Trump for not having a face mask rule, he should have been fired like that. You can't go public and be insubordinate to your superior. And, and he, just for that reason alone, even, even if he was right, he should have been fired. But anyway, to answer your question, Trump has been surrounded by enemies, and some of them are family members. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, because, it, you know, it, it's been frustrating in a way not to see Trump just do direct fireside chats type communications every night with the public and just say everything. Who would know. broadcast it? He'd have to do it himself. That's my point. So who would see it? Who, no, I mean, he'd let, have let, to let, me play, let me play this out for you logically, okay? Because I've said the same thing, and I was on with a uh, 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 guy named Steele, who's CIA, and he and I went through this. And you know, I'm talking about not just claiming things, but documenting them to a really high-quality presentation that no one could question. Right. Here's the problem. You're not going to get it out on Twitter, Facebook, right. Right. YouTube, okay? Right. None, of the, none of the social media is going to run it. We agree on that, right? Absolutely. Okay. There are. I'm going to tell you a quick story and tell you why it wouldn't work with, with, with the Internet. I, I wrote a story about a month ago before the election, and I wanted to check Google's algorithm against me. So I went in and I put in the name of the story and Dave Hodges. It should have been number one. It should have come up number one. Exact same title. Mm -hmm. I was on the 23rd page All right. for an article that was less than 24 hours old. And, and so I looked at that, and I'm saying, okay, Google will throttle what he does. They'll sabotage him. They'll have technical issues, overwhelming the server. I mean, name it, they'll do it. Right. So my question is, what is your delivery system? That's the problem that he has. Yeah, exactly. And there's too many people still watching the mainstream media. And they, and they would come out and say, this tyrant, you know, Trump, who's... Uh, trying to be a fascist is t doing all these terrible things. He has to be removed and stopped right away. And then they take little clips out of the talk that could be twisted and show that he was terrible and turn it against him. I mean, I'm not trying to be yeah, totally cynical. I, I, I could not agree with you more. And uh, it would never get off the ground. Now, right. he could have had, you know, hindsight being 2020, okay? The Army Corps of Engineers puts his own internet system in and he calls it the president's communication system and, and justifies it under the continuity of government. That's the kind of thing I was asking about. Yeah, yeah, I would have done that, but that would take years to do. This isn't something you flip the switch and two weeks later your order is completed. Oh. It's not like centrally coming out and putting in a home system. You're saying it takes years because you don't have the audience for a while until people no. figure it out? To put all the modules in, all the, the repeaters and all that across the country. In other words, you have a second internet uh, oh, okay. That's not ISP. Recreate uh, the entire internet, basically. Yes, I think that is the only answer, and and uh, it's kind of funny. Paul Paul Martin and I said this. Remember when Madonna came out on the day of the inauguration and said we need to burn down the White House? She said she'd been thinking about it a lot. Yeah. I, Paul Martin and I were on the radio together, and we both said, uh, "What should Trump do?" Wasted, arresting her is a waste of time. Right. But, I, but, I, but we both thought that the president should declare the Insurrection Act because there was enough there and right away put the country into martial law, then proceed to go after the deep state. And, and the media wouldn't have had time to organize against it. I mean, they would have protested, but they wouldn't have had what they had going into the election where they had everything down to a fine art. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Trump should have done that. And he should have he should have seized communications uh, under martial law provisions, claiming there was a coup against the United States. And there's plenty of evidence for a coup. When you are spying on a U.S. citizen who's running for office, and you're using the forces of the government in charge 
all the way up to the level of the president, I mean Obama and then Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. you have enough right there to take action militarily. A that lot of people wondered why Trump didn't follow through with his suggestion during the campaign that he would right away do something like that. Arrest all those people, you know. I think Trump thought he could change things without turning it into a bloodbath. Uh, that's my sense. Right. Um, I think the talk he had with Kissinger, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall mm-hmm. or an NSA listening device because uh, I think Kissinger must have said some things to him to make him back off of Clinton. Up until the day of the election and even to the day of the inauguration, he was arresting Hillary. And all of a sudden, he goes on 60 Minutes five days after the election, and he says, no, no, the Clintons are good people. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing, he never would have gone along with the pandemic and that, I mean, giving billions and billions of dollars to the development of vaccines is something that has made a lot of people think that his motives are not good. I think he was backed into a corner. If you don't go after a... uh um, a cure for the pandemic, you're against the health, safety, and welfare of the United States people. It's Remember, too easy he, to make you into a monster, though. Exactly. Yeah. He's charged right now of killing 230,000 people. Now, we both know that 95% of those people had comorbid conditions and were on their way out anyway. And the other 5% we have no idea about because there's no so, test. Exactly. In fact, in fact, you bring up a good point. Uh, on my website, I published a letter from Acting Commissioner Hahn from the FDA in which he said, we're not going to require the test manufacturers to validate their tests. And I go, whoa, now remember, you're talking to someone who's taught research and statistics at a high level, and I've written two statistics courses. So I'm qualified to comment on this because it's in my wheelhouse professionally. And it, it, listen, if I had an undergraduate class, a 101 research class, and a student put this on a midterm, they'd fail. They wouldn't get out of the midterm. And here, here the head of the FDA is saying, oh, we trust them to do a good job. Well, wait a minute, ask yourself a question. What company like SonoraQuest Laboratories is ever going to develop a test and then say, oh, we screwed up. We wasted how many billions of dollars? No, 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 stop. Yeah, sorry, but next time sense. we'll really do a good job. Yeah, and so what we had was no test going in to the, the heart of the pandemic. The test was what they said it was. Now, I think they did have a test, and it was a test to go conspiratorial designed to produce high false positives. Well, and this you is know, why, if they and, just, and Richard, if they had done this, yeah. let me put it this way, if they had a real test, one of the things you would test for in your clinical trials would be false positives. That's that's why right, they but you, you know, validated tests. What I ended up seeing is that it, that's true, and it's even beyond that, because you can't, all of these claims for the people who think they're exposing it, of saying how many false positives there are, they have no idea. They're lying, because the only way you could have a false positive is to have a real test that tells you where you're wrong, and they don't. And okay. they're using the PCR test, which is not a test for any disease, and the inventor said it couldn't be used, and it'll blow up a sample to show a positive for anything you want, anytime, and it means nothing. So if the whole pandemic is based on that, there are it's not just the numbers are inaccurate, there are no numbers. And why could that not have been exposed at some point? It was on the Common Sense Show and several other of my colleagues' websites and TV shows, but what did YouTube and Facebook and all the other social media do? Terminate platforms for people who speak against the prevailing opinion. Yeah, we need 300 million more listeners for you and do a repeat, right? What we are seeing here is is a re-entry into the dark ages. You remember Galileo said, hey, we're not the center of the universe. He told the Catholic cardinals, I can prove it to you. Please just come to my observatory and I'll show you. So the cardinals walked up to his telescope one at a time. They covered their eyes so they could truthfully say before God that they hadn't seen a thing. That's what we have going on here today. And, it's, and it's, it's exactly that, the same, yeah, right. It's worse than that, though, because right now we have federal programs still in place that are paying for a diagnosis of COVID and paying mm-hmm. for more, three times more, for a death of COVID. Right. Okay, like that doesn't incentivize fraud. 
uh, right here in Arizona. No, because those people are all honest. And even though they get paid 40000 more if they use a ventilator, because that, that's known to kill the people with those symptoms, then, you know, it, it really helps out the economy because so much more money is being poured in, right? What I find amazing is uh, people who lost elderly in the nursing homes. Yeah. When Cuomo brought in the people that he said you can't deny them because they're COVID positive. I can't believe there hasn't been wrongful death suits against this. Yeah, th there's, a, there's a royal class that we've got that at the moment feels that, you know, they're not worried about being responsible for anything. It's like in California where they just are implementing the new uh, elements of lockdown now. And they just went and rented out a whole hotel in Hawaii. And some of the top leaders went there for parties. They're not too worried about getting caught for anything. Well, unless you've got comorbid conditions, um, no, they, they shouldn't be. The um, when, when we get down to the reality of what's happening, you ask why is Trump complicit? Trump didn't really have a chance, but he did make mistakes. I always say if you're going to get your butt kicked, go down swinging. And, and Trump is swinging now, but there was times he shouldn't. I had a discussion um, Gary Haven, of uh, the, the creator of Curves, uh, Doug and Joe, the late Joe Hagman, were with me in Branson at Steve Quayle's conference. And we're at the Holiday Inn by the pool at 9 o'clock having a drink. And I start talking about Open Forum Law Section 230. This is early September of 2018. And I'm complaining about Trump should be on this because we're going to lose the midterm elections at the House. Mm -hmm. And if he could mm -hmm. just get... If he could just get social media open we could convince enough people and save those seats and so one of the group put me on with one of trump's advisors i thought it would be a courtesy 30 second call it was 25 minutes long and he was taking notes and i know the president was brief because he used my exact verbiage the following wednesday in a press conference five days later and i thought okay we're on our way but something stepped in and stopped him and this is the mystery that's really an important point, yeah, because I've been thinking, too, I don't have the connection to somebody who could let me talk to one of those guys, unfortunately, but if I had, what I wanted to explain to them, you know, in real-time communication, so it wasn't just written down, why you could show that there isn't, there aren't even inflated numbers, it's not that the cases are overrepresented, there are no numbers, because of the nature of the PCR test. And if that was fully understood by the right people, I just thought maybe that would do some good. I don't know. I, I think that's been done. So Trump knows there's absolutely no pandemic? Well, there is a pandemic in that for a targeted, isolated population. It yeah. is deadly for some people, but for the majority of us, no, it's kind of like it's also easy. It's easily healed within 48 hours. Well, if you're, yeah, one of the people who are healthy, they get it. Um, well, no, I'm saying the doctors and, and most people don't know this, but the doctors who have tried it and demonstrated about three different protocols that are all quick and cheap and harmless. They have said most of them 100 percent success rate, even with advanced cases. And this is instantly shut down. You know, but they don't, most of them say there's no need to even go in the hospital. This is completely silenced. Yeah, that, I would agree. You know, but, but you have right. to understand the motive here. It's about profits. The global elite are profiting on our, our planned demise. And I'll give you an example. It goes to the highest level of Arizona government. I have beat this horse to death a hundred times over. Doug Ducey, the governor, and I'm going to say this for the record, the New Times investigated him several years ago and found out he's Doug Roscoe of the Roscoe crime family out of Ohio, hired by the Hensleys, another former, maybe president, I don't know, uh, crime family, go to, goes to work for them, becomes governor, is quiet for almost six years, non-controversial, and then becomes a Democrat in disguise the way he's handling the pandemic. And here's why. He is on the board of TGEN. TGEN's connected to SonoraQuest Laboratories testing, which is number one in Arizona. They're connected to the vaccine on the other end uh, for TGEN, and Doug Ducey's financially set himself up to benefit. A stroke of his pen moves billions of dollars. And I've called for all these things to be exposed. And we also have proof from Mojave County, a county in northern Arizona, where the county commissioners and their county attorney openly talked about well, we have to give back the state money if we lift the face mandate, uh, mandate, face mask mandate. 
So we have all that in play, yeah. all that illegality. And then on top of that, the courts across the nation are saying governors don't have the constitutional right to enforce these mandates because that's a legislative purview. And this is being, and right now, do, uh, uh, Newsom is acting against court orders. He's been ruled against by his Supreme Court. So is Whitmer of Michigan. They there's just ignore courts. it, right? They just ignore it. It's like there's a court ruling here and say, stop. And I'm saying, where's the contempt of court? Go to jail. So here's the bottom line. This is how corrupt they are. Uh, Ducey is part of the plot to bring the vaccines in. Okay, that's why we're, we're continually under this nonsense. They yeah. know the masks don't work. They know they don't work. And they're using bureaucrats to enforce it. Yesterday, yeah. I go into the gym that my son and I are working out in. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and the guy says, Dave, you got to wear a face mask. I said, why? He said, they shut me down last night. And I said, what happened? He told me when these faceless bureaucrats come in and have this, all these orders. And I said, don't obey them. He said, don't obey them. Get your people to stand up to the police when they arrive. We'll just block the entrance. They don't want a confrontation like that. This is where people need to step up now. People now need to engage in civil disobedience against these kind of orders. Yeah. In fact, do you know how bad it is, Richard? There's this gym called the Atlas Gym in New Jersey. You may have heard of it. They stood up months ago in defiance of their governor's illegal orders to shut them down while they kept uh -huh. the casinos open and the strip clubs open. Well, yeah. they, got them, they got them ordered to shut down again, and they refused. But this is how criminal these governors are. This governor of New Jersey is fining these two gym owners $15,000 a day each. Now, here's what's interesting about this. This is an LLC corporation. You can't sue the owners of an LLC for the actions of the LLC. They're two different entities. And yet the governor is breaking the law by going after the people individually trying to break them and ignore the fact that they're actually a corporation and that's what should be fined or assessed. All these governors and mayors and everybody that are using executive orders to order people to do things like that, they're all breaking the law. Because those executive orders, if I understand it right, are only legally for the people that work for those officials. So a governor can make an executive order for the people in his executive department of the state, and a mayor can make the executive order for the people who work for the city, but nobody else. And it's pretty much universally broken. So it's a royal class that is just demonstrating they're above the law. So, so this is what I ask people, Richard. If Biden takes office, do uh, do you think we're going to see more of these uh, violation of the law and rules in disregard for the rule of law, or do you think we're going to see less? I think I, it's going to go to a whole new level. Yeah, we're not even seeing the opening act yet. Right. So another thing that comes up as a question all the time, um, and I don't are you, are you up against an appointment where you have to leave right on the half hour or not? Um, I. Probably, I, yeah, I got another interview coming up. In fact, actually with Paul Martin. Okay, okay. Um, so one of the questions that comes up is, how do all these really terrible people get elected to be governors and mayors and things like that? And that brings up the voting machine question. Were any of them really elected? Are people that dumb that they can elect these kind of criminals to office? Maybe they are. I don't know. But it could be done electronically if they're not. Well, here's what's happened. Right now, illegitimate voting is institutionalized in the United States. It's, it's ingrained in our system. So it's not like, gee, we'll get them next time and watch them closer. No, this is ingrained. This is why I'm not optimistic this doesn't get resolved without a fight. So, yeah, since we're down to the last few minutes here, having outlined the planned invasion basically uh, and cells that are already in the country and also the response by the president and the people working with him that you say has no choice but to give it everything they've got what do you think is going to happen with those two unstoppable forces clashing general versus general yeah what kind of outcome do you see unpredictable it's like two teams from different leagues that are playing each other that have never played each other before. Yeah, there's no track record to look at. There's no basis of comparison, yeah. Um, I'll tell you one of the wild cards I see, and I'm only depending on information I'm giving, and I'm assuming it's correct, that the left does not control the submarine fleet. 
and on board these 70 to 80 submarines or 8 to 24 missiles where each one of them can take out uh, a city the size of Phoenix, one missile. Right. They could decide the conflict. If they feel that the communists are taking over, I can see contingency plans where they take the fight to the communists. And well, that, uh, Then all the cities in both sides get destroyed, right? That's it. I mean, that's... That's a nightmare scenario. Now, I, like I said, I, I don't think it's going to go nuclear by China's choice. But but I'll tell you this. India already threatened China. If you don't stop what you're doing on our border, and particularly aligning with Pakistan against us, we will nuke the Three Gorges Dam, and you'll lose a half a billion people. I know that threat's been issued for sure. India's right. coming down on the side of the United States. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Yeah, I had that impression. And AMLO changed sides, too. Trump had that meeting with him six weeks ago. And in that six-week meeting ago, AMLO pledged to not let the cartels use Mexico as a staging area. And this is why the Mexican National Guard and the federales are coming in trying to unroot these uh, forces under the control of the communist Chinese in the northern states of like Chihuahua and so forth that are trying to cause so much upheaval they can gain control of those states and using with staging areas. And in support of that, mm. I know from my sources in Pendex, Pendex, the Mexican oil company, that they are building uh, pipelines of oil all the way north to the border. That speaks to invasion. So AMLO yeah. has pledged to not let these forces congregate to be used as a jumping off point. Yeah, he's in real danger. When he said he was gonna meet with Trump, they tried to kill his chief security officer, the Mexico City chief of police, and he barely escaped. Did you hear that in Georgia, they, the governor, having been surrounded by the, all these demonstrators in the last several days, has decided to um, do an assessment of the signatures on the ballots and see what actually happened? He wasn't going to, but he's declared that. And I wondered, given the various things that are happening, do you have a feeling for whether which way the election's going to end up going? Well, the Georgia recount was more corrupt than the Georgia election. Right, and so, who cares about a recount if they're just going to count it the same way anyway? Exactly. Um, yes, yeah. matching signatures could prove beneficial. But let me just share with you in Arizona, we have a situation here, and this is Kelly Townsend, one of our state reps. Uh, there are 14,000 votes in favor of Biden cast by illegal alien voters that couldn't prove citizenship and the state refuses to take action against those votes. That right. would give the election to Trump by 2,000 votes. If something could happen with it. So I wonder what's in motion in Arizona right now to try to fix that, if anything. That, I may find out tomorrow. Okay. Well, I think it would be nice to uh, visit again once in a while if you would like to. Sure, be happy to. Kind of update uh, as long as uh, things are still, you know, workable with communications and things like that. Well, as long as we have a country left. that'll Yeah, that'll be one of the big elements. Because I will tell you one thing, if the Civil War starts, say goodbye to your cell phone, say goodbye to your internet. They're going down. Yeah, and that, well, those also depend on the power structure immediately. <laughs> so. Exactly. So, all right. Well, let's see what happens. We'll all do our best to contribute to a better future, hopefully, no matter what else. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Okay. So, you guys, um, that was Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show and commonsenseshow.com. It's got lots of videos on the internet at this point anyway. And um, it gives kind of a view of, from the regular perspective, how things sit right now. I, I always preface everything by saying I, I'm my predictions and insights are completely fallible and subject to being wrong, and I don't mind being corrected when that happens and or correcting myself. But it looks like it's a pretty intense situation is developing right now in a lot of different directions at once. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings when the five armies were coming together to have this big war, except, except it's uh, on a much deeper and, and wider scale. But there are all kinds of unknown elements that can come up, too. And, and I think that for the people that whose motivation is to make things actually better instead of destroy countries and things like that, that um, we can get help from unforeseen sources. And 
in preparation for whatever's going to happen, I'd say taking care of ourselves is, is really critical. And a lot of times when things are looking challenging, to say the least, and, um, you know, darkness is around, we say, well, I'll take care of myself later. You know, I just have to deal with all the stress first. And people let themselves go crazy and fall apart and become unstable. And the time when you have to be stable and take care of yourself and be really clear, focused vision, and watching for what your best contribution is, is when things are hardest. And, uh, you know, when you want to watch a great adventure movie, you don't want to watch one where people give up and just say, well, there's no hope. I'm not going to do anything and let the bad guys overtake everything. That's not even a good movie. So we're the characters in this movie. And we should play our part in a way that we'd like to see the movie and everybody else would too. Looking back at this from a long time in the future, um, let's be happy with the way we played our roles and watch for the opportunities. Keep yourself in good physical shape. Even if you're not in good shape now, try to improve it. Use natural means that don't hurt you. Learn as much as you can and um, stay really in touch with what you're fighting for, not just what you're against makes a huge difference in the outcome and um, we're over time but uh, that it was important to have Dave on and see what he had to say and there's a lot we can do with that Planetary Healing Club meets in 25 minutes more or less and uh, anybody that's interested in that going to deeper levels of this whole thing not just in enumerating the problems that are developing now but looking at practical solutions, ways to get yourself in better shape in whatever time we have available for that. If you want to access that, that's through planetaryhealingclub.com. And um, we work on all kinds of health and uh, consciousness transformation and relevant world events and things like that. We can go into that in a non-censored environment, so it's a valuable opportunity for whatever time we have available. And uh, if you want to support us, we don't do commercials or anything. So totally rely on some of you thinking maybe this is worthwhile to keep going and funding our our numerous projects that we have on hold, waiting for funding. And you can help us at uh, lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button on that page. And also lostartsresearchinstitute.org. That's our nonprofit in charge of everything. And that has a donate button there too. All the money goes to that. And um, Subscribestar, we got a page that Doug set up for us there, subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio. We're also on Brighteon, a place that doesn't get censored. We're just showing up on BitChute in the last week. So try to stay available for people to look for us. Mainly stay in touch with our main site, which is lostartsradio.com. And if you have to have a bottom line of the message, it's not things are terrible, give up, you know, because a lot of people could interpret it that way with great justification. But it's no, this is uh, test time, consciousness test time for you, realizing you're not an extra in the movie. You're not playing an insignificant part, no matter what your circumstances might be. You're, you're the star of the movie in your own universe uh, that interacts with everybody else's. And, uh, be a good star of the movie. Get yourself in good shape. Take care of yourself. Uh, get in touch internally and you, you'll be shown what you need to do to contribute. We'll all help each other that way, even if we never meet for the moment anyway. So thanks for being with us again. Sorry to run over time a little bit. We'll see you in Planetary Healing Club in about 20 minutes. And the rest of you have a good week. Watch for our uh, Sunday show tomorrow and Sundays after that. We always have really interesting guests and educational, inspiring people on there uh, that hopefully we'll have a lot to learn from. Really appreciate you. You're the star of the movie. I'm not saying that uh, in a light manner at all. I want you personally to wake up to who you can be, who you really are, who you've always been, not this programmed, weak, you know, helpless being that we're supposed to believe we are. It's the opposite. That's why they have to program us that way. So get in touch just in yourself, and it'll affect everybody else. That's another thing you're not supposed to know. It's really true. So we'll see you next time. Have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program, 
offering 10 different giving levels starting at just five bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month. To private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the band ones, are on our YouTube channels, at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.